You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, and thanks for coming back to join me and Abigail for the final five. This is a bonus episode to the conversation we had previously, covering topics and five specific questions we didn't address on the last episode. Today, we start talking about her office, which is where the interview took place. Then we dive right into the final five questions, where she talks about interior design and fellow producer Daryl Roth. I'm sure you found this to be true. When you're home, there's just too many distractions. You need a yes. space that's dedicated <laughs> to the work. Especially when you have a little child banging on the door. <laughs> but also, I was telling you earlier that, uh, you know, all my tchotchkes from all my shows and just all my work stuff that you can't fit in a New York apartment right. also landed here. So, But when I come here, I'm just able to focus, you know, and in a way that yeah. I just can't do at home. As I look around, you have you have so many things from the various shows that you've produced, from the things yeah. that you've done. Is there a particular thing here in the office that you love looking at? It's like, you know, when I'm most proud of, this is what I look at. Um, well, I am very proud of the show Miss Alliance that I produced in L.A. when I was an actor um, this poster kind of takes up half the wall. So I know, it's, it's, it's huge. huge. Because it was outside the Odyssey Theater, which is a huge place in West L.A. And, you know, I keep all my stuff. And I'm very proud of sort of the graphic we came up with. But it's a show that I adore and would love to produce again and, and play another role in it at mm-hmm. some point. All right, Abigail. So here we are at the final five questions. If you could have another job outside of the arts, what would that job be? Well, this is sort of artistic, but I think I'd like to be an interior designer. The best, hmm. but the best um, survival job I had was uh, working as a project manager for sort of an architect design firm. And then nine eleven happened, so that job fell away. I think yeah. I would have enjoyed doing that yeah. as a real as a real job. <laughs> and what about what is a a bucket list role or show that uh, that it's still on your list and you're waiting to do it? Um, I love the play Dancing at Lunasa. Oh, yeah. To be in it and or produce it. My bucket list, look, it's in my cell phone. I mean, I keep <laughs> that bucket list with me all the time. And I'm always like, oh, cool. I che- I checked that. And some non-bucket list com- things come along. But I still want to play Olivia and Twelfth Night, my mm-hmm. favorite comedy. I have played Sir Andrew Aguecheek, who is my favorite character in dramatic literature huh. and i was like how am i going to do that it's on my bucket list and lo and behold i i got to do it and i was like oh my god but i still love the role of olivia that's <laughs> one i probably have a few more yeah and number three who is it that you look up to as, as a mentor or someone that inspires you definitely lynn meadow who has literally been a mentor to mm-hmm. me um, yeah, know, she, yeah, she directed you. In- she, she did. I was an understudy um, in um, Of Good Stock at Manhattan Theater Club. So that was really cool. Um, and she did work with us a little as understudies. Um, 
to be in a show that she was directing. And that had been on my bucket list, definitely, for years to work in Manhattan Theater Club. Um, but she's been a mentor. She's the one who told me, um, I've just known her for a long time. And um, she's the one who told me to go to grad school. I was She was working with me on monologues, I'll never forget. I was doing a Hypatia for Miss Alliance. Mm. I used to do that as Molly. And I did. I went to the NYU graduate acting program and became a better actor. Um, but also just as an artistic director and director, um, someone who runs a company, who's a woman, who has a family. Another mentor has been uh, Daryl Roth, yeah. who I admire yeah. so much, just the choices she makes. And, um, and yeah, yeah, she's a very unique producer in the kind of shows that she does and, yeah. and, and having her own space to, to do them. And now helped. she's, you know, she's yeah. created this whole empire. She has mm-hmm. her own GM, her own office, her own marketing, her, her own theater. Um, you know, I love people and women who, as actors, the, the women I admire are the ones who have a diverse career, like right. Laura Linney, who I've auditioned try to be her understudy in certain shows um, or Kate Blanchett, you know, who have a family who, who work in film theater and television, you know, who is sort of, I guess I aspire to these women who are sort of doing it all, but, but at a very high, high artistic level. Um, and that leads me into number four. What is a, a lesson or trait in yourself that you took you a while to, to learn or one that you're still working on today? I think a good one. I'm definitely still always working on auditioning, but that's not exactly what you're asking. <laughs> that's a, always a life. Always, process. yeah. Um, but I, but, but kind of it ties into auditioning, which is accepting my imperfections, hmm. and I think that is extremely important as we age, or women, or men, or anything. There's so much emphasis on superficial things, or are trying to be someone you're not, or trying to be perfect. So, like every time I get a wrinkle. It, it, it's like I'm. I have to accept my imperfection, and this started. This journey started, you know, in my early twenties when my life kind of blew up, which was out of control. My control, and I guess I had been a perfectionist in some ways up to that point. And you know, you have to adjust, and so that ties into auditioning too, because right. it's like, okay, it wasn't perfect, but it was that freedom to not be perfect or not do it exactly how I think it's supposed to be done, you know, has been the gateway to doing a better job. I think it's so important for us actors to realize that very little in this profession is there a, a right answer or even a wrong answer. There's many different paths to this career and many different ways to approach a character or a scene or, you know, the kind of shows you're going to produce. There's so many options and there's just maybe better, but very often it's not going to be wrong. It's just a different way of looking at it. Yeah, it's often our own, what we think. And sometimes you feel outside pressures, but. And lastly, what is the best advice that you have received? I mean, I'm sure I've received a lot of good advice. The one that really sticks out for me, which ties into everything we've been talking about, is Kristen Linklater, the famous voice teacher. Right, yeah. I took uh, a class with her in New York. She said, focus, Abigail, focus, you know. And <laughs> that's just a theme for me, you know, how I say I like to have a diverse life. And she was right. I mean, she sort of nailed me. I didn't know her for that long. The class wasn't that long. Um, but it's been something I think only very recently in the plat. I feel like in the last year, finally, I've sort of been building my life up to what I want it to be, putting mm-hmm. all the pieces in place. Like, 
having the getting married, having the kids and getting my career, finding what parts of the career I want and all that. And so now I'm able to say, okay, you know, my day needs to be about these two or three important things, right. the most important things, because there's so many other things that could take my focus. But that is a constant struggle of mine to not. One of my loves of being an actor is my yeah. fascination with everything, you know, and, and, and being all kinds of people and doing all kinds of things. So that's led me. I've had a very, very circuitous journey and route career-wise but well, i think it's all good and that kind of takes us back to the very first thing we were talking about about this this office rather than having a home office to have a place where you can focus and, right. you, and you can set those priorities and figure out the two or three things you need to do that day exactly yeah yeah i love it all right well thank you <laughs> Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.